0: Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event for her by her presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses' employment and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr.
1: Well, we are here for a hot topic today. We're talking about why we did not decide to close our private Facebook group that currently at the time of this recording in July of 2017 has roughly what 12,000 people in it ish about something like that. So this has been a hot topic because there's a lot of Facebook groups run by um, business owners who are like B2B similar to our circle, right? That have been closing their Facebook groups that have even more people in them. And a lot of people have been like, why are they doing that? Are you a Closing Thing Creative Collective? What's going on? Tell me more, perhaps, about why someone might do this or why you guys aren't doing it. So- Today, I want to really highlight on the fact that we're not going to speak for the people who did decide to close their groups. That was their decision. We are not in the loop about why they made that decision. Some of them have spoken about why they did it, so you can go to those resources if you want to chat about that. Specifically, we are literally just talking about why we decided to keep our group open and some changes that we made since that kind of like, you know, change in the
0: Facebook group world. (laughs) Yeah. So I think a lot of people have been concerned, like, yeah, where is this community online going? How am I going to be able to promote my business? How am I going to be able to grow online? This has been my primary way of reaching new clients and customers. And there's been a bit of panic to say the least. Yeah. And we wanted to really come in and just talk about Why our group has been not only important to us and our business, but how you can best leverage it for your own and Mm -hmm. where we kind of see it going in the future.
1: Yeah, so I think it's important to know that if you are using a Facebook group, if, if not that you're the creator of one, if you are active in a Facebook group and you found it really hurtful to your business that one of them closed. If you found it literally hurtful as in, oh crap, now that there goes how I get clients or, oh crap, there goes how I get people viewing my blog, then your strategy was not in the right place to begin with. I want to remind you sternly that you do not own Facebook. You do not own groups. We do not own our Facebook group. Literally, it could go away tomorrow. Instagram could go away tomorrow. Tomorrow. If you are not being active and intentional with your strategies, with tactics that you own, as in getting people on your email list, creating content on a blog and a website that you own, and finding networking or growth opportunities that you can control,
0: then that's kind of your mistake in the first place. So I know that seems harsh, but we just really want to give you a wake-up call that. Literally, we don't know Facebook's agenda. Right. And they've made a huge announcement that community is where they're putting their eyeballs. And although that sounds magical, (laughs) it also is a bit scary because Mm -hmm. that means there's change Mm a-coming. And we don't know what that means. It could mean paid promotion in Facebook groups. It could mean that they start controlling how much that information is shared in your newsfeed and you could see less of it. It could mean that you know you start seeing Facebook groups that you're not even a part of in your mm-hmm. news feed without your control. And so we don't really know where it's going. We could make all these guesses and estimates and it would just be it would just be a guess, mm-hmm. right? But what we have to go in knowing is we're going to use it to the best of our abilities mm-hmm. for the time that we do have it. Yeah. And we are gonna love it. For, yeah. For as long as we can. And we're gonna know that, you know, it's probably Just being realistic, Uh it's not going to be around forever. Now, in the near future, TCC, as it is today, has no intentions of closing its Facebook group. But we can't say that six months from now or a year from now that it would still make sense for our business or that Facebook would even allow us to leverage it in the same way.
1: Cause I want to give you guys some reality checks and I know people talk about this all the time of like, oh my god, it takes so much work to run a group. But I really want to kind of hone in on it is literally like a second job. There are three full-time paid employees who are active in our Facebook group and a handful of moderators. Two of them being me and Abby, who are the founders of an entire business who are spending massive amounts of time inside our Facebook group, making sure that the community is what it should be and in our hopes and our dreams that people are being nice and supportive and loving and helpful and giving and non-spammy and non promy and not gross, right? It takes a lot of our time and energy, not only to like be... Engage and be active and be doing those things, but it's just another space for our head to be at when we might want to be working on other things. So I'm talking about when I pick up my phone and I'm opening up Facebook and I have 68 notifications and most of them are from our group. When I'm talking about like I go away for the weekend and I don't have Wi-Fi for a while and coming back and I have all of a sudden all of these messages and these tags and everything that I feel like I have to come back to and address. That is a whole nother realm of our business where you guys like, there is no other way for you to get our attention, literally tag us and, and say as much as you can than there is inside of our group.
0: So it's a lot to handle. Yeah. And, you know, it t- in addition to like actually doing that, uh, like the moderating within the group, there's also a lot of moderating that goes into allowing people to come into the group. Mm-hmm. In the last 30 days, we, ha- well, I guess last 28 days, technically, uh, we just got insights, by the way. So yeah. Facebook just released group insights, literally yesterday at the time of the recording <laughs> so we just got this information prior to prior to now we have no idea if this is like normal activity right we have nothing to base this off of but we can tell you that in the last 28 days we approved 847 new members but we also declined 257 of them mm-hmm. and that was specifically because They were either in like 5 million groups. And we're very, very specific about if you're like in so many groups, we're concerned that you're either probably a spammer mm-hmm. or that you're just not going to have the time or attention for a group and so that we're worried that you're not going to put the time and effort into the creative collective like literally we're talking hundreds if not thousands yeah. of groups so we will just decline them automatically we also started asking questions yeah so previously to everyone else shutting their facebook group down we
1: had asked questions that we thought would be interesting for us to know as business owners like what are you hoping to gain from this community what's of business do you have? Like, what do you want to learn? Stuff like that. Well, we realize, at least at this time, that there's no easy way to export that data. Like, you can't download it as a CSV file. You can't really, you know take that data and learn anything from it. You can only read it and then literally hand type it somewhere else if you're wanting to keep track of it. So we realized that the questions weren't really serving us. And we heard of a couple of other Facebook business owners who were asking more lighthearted questions, but really got to the point of this is this group is, is really community driven and it's non-spammy, et cetera. So her questions now are something like, literally, are you a spammy spammer? Yes or no? Do you realize that this group is a non-promo group, like there is no post for you to post your direct link on ever, and yes or no, and are you aware that this group is built on a give-give-give mentality, and are you ready to show up and do the same for everyone else, yes or no? And our moderators know that if anyone answers any of those questions wrong, right, literally even just one of them, they will either remind them to ask answer the questions again, if they feel like they might have just made a mistake on the form, or you automatically get declined. If you're declined, you can always ask to be in the group again and answer the questions again. If you get blocked, it's because you were like a clear spammer or like something was being really weird. Um, But we found that... That's not only bumped up our declines drastically because the amount of people who actually answer those wrong, like blow my mind, but that tells me that A, we're going to see a lot slower growth, which is fine with me. Like I could, I have said this before in a Facebook live and I strongly believe this. I wish for everyone, we could just take the total members and hide it. I don't want anyone to see how many people are in the group because so many people use that number to intimidate them and to make them not want to be active or engaged in the group and in reality if you speak up and if you show up and if you make yourself known you're going to get
0: way more out of the group we were actually under the impression literally up until yesterday that i thought there might be a couple hundred a couple maybe a thousand people who were on average engaging in our community literally because when you're paying attention you start to recognize names right. and you start to really see these people over and over again i was shocked to find out that there is over 9400 active members in our group mm-hmm. of the At the time of this recording, it was 11.3 exactly. So Mm -hmm. we're climbing to 12 by the time this is out. But seriously, like, that's a rather Mm -hmm. large number. Now, what I would like to know from Facebook, though, this
1: data, unfortunately, says... It includes members who viewed, posted, commented on, or reacted to group content. And I honestly wish they would take viewed out of that. Yeah, me too. Because viewed means they're scrolling in the group and they see it, or even on their news feed. If they're in the group, they're going to get notifications that someone said something in the group or whatever. And if they like linger on it for Facebook's certain algorithm, they consider that as a viewed content. So that's definitely inflated because there are people who see it and just scroll past but in my personal opinion it's not inflated that much because if you're getting to see the content literally Facebook will only show you in your news feed content from groups that you are actually active in, like you comment, you engage, you like, you do whatever, because they figure, oh, you want to see the content that's in that group, right? There are groups that I'm in that I've like never, ever, ever said anything in. And guess what? I don't see in my newsfeed stuff from that group. So unless I go specifically to that group and catch up on things, I'm not really familiar with what's going on. Right, exactly.
0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted, third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out the job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right positions. information like popular times and popular days i don't think we'll necessarily pay attention to that but it is interesting to see like what our top posts are what people are engaging in the most and even who our top contributors are yeah that was my favorite thing to see because of course
1: we recognize all of their names and i think that's the important factor to take away and i've talked about this before multiple times but I, i want to touch on it again Those of you who are using Facebook groups to get people over to your blog or to read your thing or download your thing or buy your thing, right? And those of you who were very sad when those top groups closed because you weren't able to do that in those groups anymore, right? we recently actually took that ability out of our group as well. So we used to have a promo thread where you could promo your own content one day a week or have on a Tuesday. And I changed that and made kind of the executive decision on that to change it to you could promo something, but it couldn't be your own content. So I know that that's drastically going to reduce the engagement and activity on Tuesdays. And that's fine with me because what I found was happening is that our most popular post, the one that gets thousands of comments on, was the post where, hey, promo your shit, right? But the pro, the p- prompts that we were posting where we actually asked you questions about your business, strategize with you, offered to, to set you up with accountability buddies or launch cheerleaders, those were getting far less activity, and those types of posts take your business and your growth a lot further than dropping your blog link. And I know it seems counterproductive. I know you're like, but, but, but I have my link and people are going to go click on it. I want you to realize that of the thousands of comments, like realistically, do you think that when you post it, your target audience, more than one person is going to sit through that thread and go click on stuff and go click on stuff and read and download and buy, like that would take them hours to do that. But instead, if you show up like a real human being, ask great questions, engage on other people's questions that you actually have feedback on, or just post insightful content that helps the type of audience that that is inside that group, you are going to get noticed not only by us, but also by your target audience. And you're going to begin to know them on a personal level. And that right there leads to far more better relationships and sales than dropping a link to your blog post.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the reasons I've seen people like shy away from either opening a group or continuing to really put their effort there is they didn't necessarily see the same engagement. And I've seen kind of the opposite happen for us. I continue to see our engagement increase all of the time. And it's really people are really genuinely helping other people grow their business when people pop in and say you know i have this question about my blog or my business or this course i'm trying to put out or this product and they like ask detailed questions mm-hmm. they're getting detailed responses and not like one or two responses we're talking like 40, 50, 60, yeah. 120 responses. Yeah. And they're insightful. And it used to be that Emily and I had to go in and respond to everything so that we were certain that someone got a response. Mm-hmm. But now we don't even necessarily have to do that. Handholding the community is really lifting itself up and doing it for everyone else.
1: Because I think at the end of the day, like Abby and I have to remind ourselves and, and this can tweak and it can fluctuate and it can change, but Why did we want to create this group in the first place? What was the point of getting the opportunity for people to connect online? What, What did that look like, right? And I think ultimately, above anything else, Facebook has been one of the easiest ways to drive that connection with multiple people. You can see what people look like. You can see where they live. You can see what their business is. You can see other things that interest them. And you can learn a lot about someone just from their profile on Facebook. And it's super easy to access on your phone. It's safe. It's user-friendly. It's all of those things, right? There are obviously other, you know, Reddit, Tumblr, like stuff like that where you can have communications. But there's still nothing quite like Facebook where you can drive that community aspect. And at the end of the day, we really wanted a spot for people to support love and lift up other business owners to have a spot where you could learn some stuff when you ask questions you could actually get strategic feedback it was a no fluff but very supportive group and i think we have that and i've heard great feedback that we have something like that so i would encourage you that know every time we make a tweak to the group or anytime there's a change to the prompt or change to the rules or when we delete a post or whatever it may be, it's in spirit to keep that purpose alive. And the longer we can keep that alive, the longer the Facebook group can stay alive. Right.
0: I mean, ultimately we just want to help people. We want to let people, you know, work together and to create a community. You know, my dream was to create a community online. I know that sounds so stupid, but I remember talking to my mom about, I really wanted a community aspect to my business, even before Emily and I met. And she was like, okay, like, but how is that going to happen? And, you know, even before Emily and I officially were business partners, like, I think a month before maybe, (laughs) I started the group and I was like, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Because Emily had a Facebook group at the time she had her own Facebook group and I was like it was for just a course though oh it was Mm -hmm. okay I forgot that but nonetheless I was like do I do this do I not she was like well it's a lot of work (laughs) and I was like I had like 12 people in my group and I'm like it's a lot of work (laughs) and I was like I don't know I just feel so cold to like build this community and you know get people from around the world really start to like work together and do this thing because I don't know I just love people from all these different cultures and she's like go for it whatever and I mean it was before we were used to making decisions together I wasn't even really asking her permission I was just like well you literally asked like what do you think I should or shouldn't do yeah it was like a friend to friend kind of thing and she's like I I go for it if you want to do it and so I did and then like two and a half years later (laughs) we're like oh shit oh wow well, I guess it's not even two years. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not, not, not yet. It'd be two years in September. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you guys are curious, because I was curious.
1: Where are y'all from? <laughs> well, first of all, almost 100% of you are women. Not surprised. 95.5% <laughs> of you are women. Most of you are around 25 years old, which is hilarious to me. I was not expecting that at all. I don't... I don't 25 to 34. Well, no, because it's... it here's the bracket right here. So it's this
0: specific age, and then it goes up from there. No, no, no. Those are the different groups. So that's women, that's men, that's... okay, oh, okay. So okay. She, gotcha. she thought gotcha. they were all 25. No, okay. no, no. The biggest group is 25 to 34. That makes much more sense. (laughs)
1: Uh, Obviously, most of you are from the United States. That's a no-brainer, but we have a good chunk from Canada and the United Kingdom and Australia, which I'm not surprised at at all. A lot, most of our people are from New York City, which is so
0: funny because our own city is one, two, three, four, five down on the list. Yep. In front of, or right after New York, we have LA, Chicago, and London. So I guess if we have an in-person event, we'd have to strongly consider New York. Do we do it in a different city than the one we live in? (laughs) I mean, we're in the
1: Midwest. It's easier to get to us. Right? (laughs) That makes sense, right? But if you have a Facebook group, definitely check and see if Group Insights is available to you. You can see that on the left-hand side right now on a column um, underneath, like, discussion, members, events, and stuff like that. You can find a lot of information. I'd love to see how this changes, you know, on a monthly basis. We're probably going to start integrating this into our week or a monthly review sheet sure. because we, we do track our group and this is actually gives us like really firm data behind that. Um We do track the growth and all of that stuff, but now we can track engagement. And I think right now, like a lot of the data we're seeing is like, like negative percent, but we just wrapped up a challenge recently and that like drastically inflated engagement and new members. And so I think it's still kind of playing catch up uh, with what's going on. But Honestly, I will reiterate again, that total number means nothing to me because it doesn't, that number literally has no drastic effect on how the group plays out. It's truly up to the members and the moderators for how that group plays out. There can be groups with 12 people, 75 people, or 12,000 people. And kind of depending on the vibe of that, you're going to get pros and cons for both or all sizes of those groups and I think as long as you treat each group independently as what it can give you when it's that size or that type of community and not try to make it something that it isn't like I think so many people come into a group of 12k or 20k or whatever and they're like but this is not as intimate as a 50 person group well no shit Sherlock like it's not going to be like don't make it something that it's not But you can still use a a larger group to your advantage if you're strategic about it and if you're not growth about it and you just, like,
0: provide conversation and and feedback and strategy. And not to mention, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest, like, strategically, it's a selling tool for us. Like, yeah, we can't be dumb and say... Well, we just keep it because it's so great for y'all. It's great for us, too. Right. Like, it's like another level of
1: a newsletter. Like, I, the engagement that's in here is sometimes higher even than what we find in our email newsletter. Like, just depending on what we're sharing and what we're talking about. But to me, it's equally important to to map out kind of our email strategy for a specific launch, for instance. And then we go right into, okay, when are we gonna go live? What are we gonna post about? What are we talking about inside the group? Because it's just as like highly converting for us.
0: Yeah, people really pay attention. They, and they interact well. There is a ton of crossover between our email list and our group. It is interesting though, as our group expands, there are people that are on our email list that aren't in our group Mm -hmm. and there are people in our group that aren't on our email list Mm -hmm. and so obviously we want them to be the same and we do all our but those numbers are about the same um so so I
1: wouldn't be surprised like honestly if it's just shy of a couple hundred
0: people here and
1: there like honestly we we used to be really adamant about double checking and when you ask to be in our group are you on our email list but that got way out of hand when we just kept getting more and more people. And the emails that you use or the names that you use on Facebook aren't the same that you have on your email and yada yada. So it ended up being a lot of private messaging to people. And I think it's still funny to this day, like we haven't private messaged someone in probably a year, over a year about, Hey, what's your email to get into the group? I will randomly, just the other day, I got a message from someone responding back to that private message over a year ago. And they're like,
0: oh, hey, here's my email. (laughs) And I'm like, you're probably already in the group, weirdo. (laughs) It's fine. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So
1: I hope, if anything, this kind of like lifted the veil on a little bit more insight on what it takes to run a group, why we make some of the decisions we do about our group, reassuring you that our group isn't going anywhere, but also empowering you to Use the group for what it's worth, but also move that strategy outside of Facebook. Use the group for the very next thing that you're trying to learn or tackle or the very question you have right now in your business and and not as Google, right? Please don't use the group as Google. If you're searching like, Uh, how to create a brand like that. We've probably written a blog post about that. There are other resources for you. Use this to literally have conversations with people and that way you're going to get the most out of it and you're going to be rewarded by it.
0: Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's com.